Hey guys, and welcome to the Anime Coffee House. Um, I got good news and I got bad news. Uh, starting with the bad news, Nicole is not going to be joining us for a little bit. Uh, school has put a lot of pressure on her and she just doesn't have the time uh, to focus on anything else but med school right now. So, I do have somebody else here today and it's a good friend of mine. So that is the good news. That there still will be a podcast. And this is going to be an interesting one. Because he is older than both me. And Nicole. So it's it's a little bit different outlook. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Bill. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Alright, yeah. No, I'm here, man. Thanks. Yeah, I've been a fan for years. Back when you had to order this stuff by mail on VHS. You old bastards. Um, but very similar to what we did. You'll catch up. One day, you know. I'll be looking back and look at those damn kids. I remember when you had to go on shady websites to watch anime. Now it's I mean, you still thing. do. I mean, I don't. I pay for it like a proper human being. Most well, of the time. I do. Don't get me started on uh, the difficulties with the Funimation app. Oh, that, wait, the, the new, have you seen the new update's actually pretty good. It made it a lot easier to find stuff. I, I can actually stream it on my phone, which is nice. I could never stream that stuff on my phone. I'm guessing that money they got from Crunchyroll, buying out Crunchyroll, the combination must have uh, helped their apps a little bit. Well, I still have the same glitch, same one I've had with a couple animes I've watched in there. You watch an episode, and then it just doesn't want to play one episode. And you have to mess with it and switch the language and get it to autoplay the next one for it will. I've never had that. I've had a glitch where it won't let me go to the next episode. Like it'll just play one and then it'll go back to the main screen and I have to go find the anime again. But I haven't had that issue. But uh, it's been nice. I like having that. Mm. Release dates on there. Or having the new spring season thing that shows like you can go and just shows you the, the spring season and the schedule of when things are releasing is definitely a, a good change. I, I enjoy it. It makes it a little easier to keep track. Unfortunately, it's also how long you got to wait so you can see the shows you want to see. Or you have the stuff that's on like Netflix, like the uh, new Shaman King that I want to see, but it's on Netflix. I got to wait for it. Uh, I don't really care about that. Eden Zero, even though it's still it's made by the writer of Fairy Tale, but sometimes Netflix will like they'll surprise you with some of their series. Like Knights of Sidonia looks stupid, and I like that. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, no, I uh like Castle. They do Castlevania very good. They do. Uh, they oh, have good Castlevania was there. awesome. They have good stuff on there. It's just more the waiting that for, for the whole thing to release over watching like week to week. That can be kind of like, it kind of sucks to wait for the whole thing to release. And then if you want to watch dub, like even if you don't want to watch dub, you just want to watch the sub, it won't release until the dub is finished. And it won't go on to Netflix. So you have to wait till that's finished just to get it here in yeah, America. It's much longer. Yeah. Or you have to go get like a VPN changer on your computer and like make it seem like you're in Japan to then watch it, which is just like all way too much work. Yeah, that's when you start going into the, I just want to watch the next episode of this. Yeah, no, I have friends of mine who will literally watch pirated manga 
<laughs> Usually I'll wait the couple, you know, the couple weeks the episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind waiting. I don't care. If I, if I care enough, let's go read the manga. Like I said, I guess let's read it. But uh, I made it through Bleach with its numerous filler arcs. I said I didn't watch filler arcs. I can wait. Oh, yeah, no. When you watch that live when it was coming out, Adult Swim would be doing two episodes at a time. And the animators just couldn't keep up, so they'd have, like, entire seasons of filler. <laughs> I know. That's why I skipped it, because I was like, ah, fuck that. Did the same thing with Naruto. So the story's really good. Like, to be honest, the Shusuke Amagai arc, that was good. The issue with I like the that tales, is, the unknown is like I've, as I've always talked about, where it's, you'll be in the middle of, like, something important. And they'll just go, like, back in time, and you're like, what the fuck? You'll be doing, like, something, say, they're doing the Ron car arc, and, um, uh, fuck, uh. Okiara? Yeah, or Grimjow? The Okiara fight, where they're doing, the Grimjow fight's the worst one, where they're fighting in the middle of the, when he just goes into his, uh, transformed state. Oh, there's a. And they're about to clash, and it goes a whole filler arc. In between that fight, you're like, what the? Yeah, I know about cinematic time and all that, but like literally like 60 episodes in between streaks, uh, yeah. sword swings. But even Frieza didn't pull that crap. Yeah, and it's just, and then there's the um, like earlier on, it might be the same one, but it's like Ichigo has been using his hollow mask for like 34 episodes, no issue. He has it like mastered. And there's like a filler arc where he doesn't have it mastered and he's struggling to use it just so that he's not one-shotting everything. You're like, okay. Oh, come on, man. The Bount was the worst. You're telling me Ichigo doesn't know how to use his Bankai in like the mortal world? They're yeah. like, Reishi's not as prevalent. I'm like, yeah, cop-out answer. <laughs> yeah, and then they try to retcon it and say that it was the soul badge that was like draining his, holding back his power. So he did Well, it was to... draining him, but it was draining his human form. It didn't do anything to his soul reaper form. Yeah, it was just like, I, I you know, the bounce, don't even give me some of the fucking bounce, right? But, uh. Adia. Yeah, so today we are going to do something similar to what, uh, we did in our first couple episodes when me and Nicole talked about our top 10. So I figured we'd bring Bill on, we can dissect his top 10 since it's a lot different, uh, than either of ours. Uh, so I guess we can start with the number 10 then and go work our way down. Uh, so what was your number 10? Okay. It, it was one called Outlaw Star. It was one of the first animes I've ever seen about the... It's actually a really good story. Starship captain. Uh, guy couldn't even fly in spaceships because it made him sick. But inside, uh, well, standard anime trope. He's the only one who can pilot it. Mismatched cast. It's kind of how I broke my teeth on anime. I've heard about Lost. I haven't seen it. I've actually one like I've almost watched a couple of times because it's older. You know, my my young brain is like, huh. came out well, in, yeah in the nineties. I, don't yeah, know I mean, it's that. the same thing as you will find anywhere else. Advanced high tech equipment that is impractical, weapons that are overcomplicated and uh, run out of ammo at the most dramatic times possible, and Slantly had clat cat girls. I mean, not cat much girls. has changed. Yeah, that's... <laughs> As a true weed. Take it away from the next. You know what, so... Like, what was... How did this make your top ten, then? 
Is it just because? Well, it's like I said, first? it's um, it the, it was the first one I'd ever seen, so it's you know, yeah, special that. place. That's, that's Plus, it didn't how, suck. Yeah, it's kind of fairy which tale. Which the second one I ever like, did was. Even though I know like fairy tale isn't the best, it is one of my favorites because it's one of the ones that I broke my teeth on that that wasn't Dragon Ball and like Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh and stuff. Like that was the first anime. Technically, that I think the closest thing they had is when I was a kid. All the girls on, like, for in the morning cartoons, they had Sailor Moon. So you see that everywhere. But boys, we had one called, like, Ronin Warriors, and that was kind of cool. But, like, even at, like, eight, I could start punching plot holes through it way too fast. So, but that one was pretty, like, good. Well, uh, a lot of space dog fighting, ships, that kind of stuff. Although, if I remember correctly, the ships had grappler arms. So they just straight out, like, grab the other ship, and that would give the crew a chance to jump over there and beat the crap out of them in melee. That's the best way to do anything, it's just a fist fight. They can't even end an episode of Gundam without the guys jumping out of the things and going at it. Sorry, a series of Gundam. I can never watch Gundam, I, just find, it, I find it so boring. Uh, it's, 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 it tries, it tries. I've found moments. Yeah, it's just I tried because I liked you know other robot shows, but I could not get into Gundam. It's just like I found like every main character is always bland, and then villains are just very like straightforward. Like there's no there was no like nuance to what they wanted. It's just like oh, I'm bad and I'm doing bad thing, and it's like oh, does this get any deeper? Well, I don't want to watch and find out. It might get deeper, but it's just like, I just, the, the initial just, I found it so boring, I could never watch it. Um, it is. There's a, there's a lot of dry, dense material to get through it. I mean, the stuff literally starts off like in some long-ass star date. Like, after Colony 2131, but 400 years before our last series, but like 60 years before our next one. Here's some kids we made working in an oil mine. Watch how they turn into terrorists. That's kind of the plot of Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Nine on the list. Um, the original Devilman anime. Now, you know how they remade, uh, Netflix made Devilman Crybaby? Yeah. All right. Back when I was a kid, this was the one that had posters that parents were freaking out of and tearing them out of your room because the main protagonist looked, you know, like Lucifer. <clears throat> Pardon me. I thought that was redone, but I didn't, didn't remember because. Yeah, but the animation, um, because everybody had seen Akira, and everybody was like, "Wow, cartoon boobs," but when I seen that one, it had an interesting story of like a protagonist and stuff like that. And I like it was good enough. Um, with the whole heaven hell thing they had going on, and angels and demons fighting, that I actually read. The, you know, bought and read the mangas, which is actually damn near spot on to the re-release on Netflix. The uh, Crybaby one. I watched first five episodes, I think, and then I don't remember hating it, but I didn't, like, love it. Uh, it was one of those, like, I wanted to go back and finish, I just never did. It just kind of went in my oh. backlog. 
It's one of the few animes you'll see that actually does not mind ending as a true tragedy. Most uh, animes have nothing but happy endings. Good guy always wins, yeah, stuff like that. When an anime ends with a tragedy, the fans go nuts, and then they get a OVA that changes the ending because, or like a movie that changes the ending. Yeah, not this one. The writer killed himself, so they're gonna have to deal with the ending they got. <laughs> and uh, you know, I actually it, like was, as much as I'd say once in a while, stories are better the same like guy that. Who uh, started writing um, Dead Man Wonderland? Same same guy. Yeah, he died too. I don't know if he's the. I'd have to look up to see if he's the same guy. I thought I, don't know, I thought he might have been the same guy. I know that guy died too. And I really like that manga, but it died, and he didn't. I, I, no one picked it up. Yeah, I think, honestly, if you want to know why that one was that good, probably because the guy was insane, and I, I'm pretty sure he killed himself for religious reasons, which is messed up. The rank of number eight, that one goes to One Punch Man. Honestly, that is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It makes fun of the entire superhero trope, all right, which Marvel and DC have beat to death. Um, it makes fun of anime protagonists left and right. I kind of like the uh, whole scorched earth, nothing is sacred approach to making fun of this stuff. Yeah, I like I said, I've only seen the first season of One Punch Man, but I I definitely found myself laughing a lot in One Punch Man and enjoyed it. Um, you can see the little cartoons and Shonen, like they're yeah. like it's it's funny, you know. <laughs> Costume character beats the hell out of everything in one punch, but still everyone still goes through all the uh anime emotions that are overly drawn out yeah, I look it's just there's something about a character whose main ability is called the serious punch like that is just like oh he used a serious punch to kill the villain he had to actually get serious like that's just it's a weird little funny trope that's always uh, well I mean if it was R for rated it was the I give a fuck punch because that's pretty much what everything about that every one of those fights was like, what was it in the first season that uh, that bioengineered weapon, Killer Kabuto or something like that? Like, later on, I guess in the manga, they said they could, you know, that they, they were like the other heroes would last 60 seconds. Saitama was more worried about his damn grocery list than fighting this yeah. monster. I like the idea that you can get bored of any job. Yeah, and then he's just, he's, I remember that, and he was sitting there like, uh... I'm going to miss the, the sale and stuff and kept complaining about the sale. And I also enjoy the yeah. little comedy of, cause like, could you imagine? Okay. I don't remember who, I remember like the, the ninja guy and Saitama kept hitting him in the balls. And like, could you imagine getting hit in the, the balls by Saitama? Dude, like he just kept landing like <laughs> nut shots. Could you imagine just like Saitama hitting you in the balls? Like that would be like you, I would rather die than just, just kill me. Like that would be, even if it wasn't well, serious, just like a, a nut tap. Like, can you imagine how ax an, an accidental nut tap from Saitama? Like, when Sonic tried to take his head off with a sword, Saitama bit the blade in half, and the guy didn't even see it. Like, also, just for reference, because uh, we always talk about uh, DC, uh, outside of your podcast, and Marvel and stuff like that, and those characters... Saitama's the example of what I think would happen if, uh, remember when he's fighting that mosquito chick and he just hit her and she exploded into gore? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if Superman actually was as strong as he was and he punched someone, that's what happened. It'd be like a pneumatic fist going through him. 
Yeah, but that's so always... the way I picture. Yeah, that's like I. You don't get punched in the wall without broken ribs. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like even in the, you know, Batman vs Superman, even with all that armor, I just feel like it's like Superman is as strong as like he's portrayed, and even if he was holding back, I still feel like there's no amount of human like material on, on planet Earth that should be able to take a punch from him. With some of the stuff he shows in like later stuff, where it's like destroying planets, I'm like even holding back like armor, some steel's not gonna stop that. I'm like even with Crypt, like it's just not gonna stop it. I mean, they literally show the guy moving the planet. He's like, to be honest, like I I love me some Batman. You've seen my baseball cap and my shirts, man. But to be honest, like versus the two, Superman jumps back to like I don't know, fucking Neptune, and vaporizes Batman when he's on the shitter. Like that's the end of the fight. Like there's no. Yeah, but so yeah, I out of one point. I mean, I... if you want to talk about the the last thing we're to say about Superman is if you want to talk about baller. It's the fact that Batman has a kryptonite ring, and Superman equates to oh, that's cute. You know, yeah, keep it. Be good shot. Speaking of superheroes, number seven, My Hero Academia. It would rate higher if it was finished, as it's still coming out. I'm kind of watching that one on the regular. My Hero's I'm a weird sure. place for me. Like, I love it and hate it at the same time. Like, I well, enjoy... Well, first of all, it fills that X-Men void that got ripped out when they canceled every good X-Men cartoon. It, it does it does fill that void for like superhero shows that you know it came out at the perfect time when you know every like superhero things marvel was blowing up the box office dc was killing with their animated movies and their like cw shows so it came out at the right time and at first like i loved it um i do enjoy the big cast of characters but one of the things i have issue with a show like that, that has a big cast of characters is like you can't give all of them enough screen time and then when you try to it just gets to the point where like i don't care like there's so much more interesting stuff going on with say like the main two or three like my hero your big three for my hero oh. is todoroki deku and bakugo those are the three people like and they want to hear about and they want to see like when invisible girl right, does something all, i don't give you asui all day long just gonna throw that out sue froppy most useful one out of the group I mean, I get it. Deku can punch a planet in half, and Blackaku can blow it in half, and Tokoroki has all kinds of stuff. But literally all that equates to is his massive amount of destruction. One of them would probably just be able to... Well, I guess if they went villain, like, she could just turn chameleon and slit their throats. I don't know if she can't... Can't she go chameleon? Is that a thing she can do? Yeah, she can turn invisible, remember? Later episodes, she does that. Maybe, I don't know. Like... But I agree with you in the fact that when they're, like, introducing, like, this, uh, what is it, uh, team-up where they're doing the versus classes. Yeah, it just gets... Like, one of the guys, a uh, fucking glue stick. I'm like, I understand why All for One got people to go that. Because if I actually looked like a fucking glue stick walking around, I'd probably want to lose that quirk. <laughs> like, take yeah. this bullshit. Hey, didn't you have, like, the, I don't remember his name, but dude's fucking tape arms. It's just like... There's characters I don't care about. There's good ones in class A, and there's good ones in class B. But, like, the show has a, a bad thing of doing villain arc, training arc, villain arc, training... And it's just, like, it, it doesn't break from that cycle, and you, you eventually, like, okay. 
Ah. Yes. Ah, but this one I can tell you, also remember it's designed for people younger than us. So yeah, but they're going to keep you, going you into that kind of drama. Like, say Black Clover, where it does training arcs, but they're a lot shorter. They're not like a full arc. It's like a couple episodes. It's an episode or two, yeah. And like then it the goes chamber back in, where Asta got the second sword. Yeah, although they'll, they'll skip through the training and just show you the, the, the stuff after, and I just find that more enjoyable. Like It just hits me faster. I, I like seeing the progression of things, you know. Or like, if it's a training where it's more of like a traditional Naruto going on a mission and training, like that makes sense. He learns stuff while he's on a mission It with, you know, with Team 7. That makes sense. Just like going to school and then it's just like Here's a school exercise against, you know, these students. And it's like, okay, I, I've seen this already. Like, I, you, you did the uh, little competition. I forget what they called it, the, the, the sports festival. They competed against yeah. each other. You I did think the... what they were trying to – did you ever read X-Men? Like, were you ever into I, those I type of comics? I watched it and I read some of it, yeah. Yeah. So the Xavier Institute definitely had an American high school vibe to it or an American prep school, you know, a rich kid's school. And I think what they're like, because they're big in Japan, like Japan, high school is the happiest time of their lives. Whereas in American, we're like, you do this shit now, so you have happy time later. It's just a different way of looking at it. But so that's why they keep stuffing that in there. That's why you always get the, what is it? Uh, some stupid beach episode, but that's in everything. But the fucking cultural festival, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, well, here's the thing. Other countries that are not the United States actually care about different cultures. Unlike us, other countries actually care about other cultures. So we're like... Oh, we definitely care about other cultures, but we have so many of them mixed in here, it gets blended into the background. Like, I mean, you look around... Well, I'm sorry, that's a much larger subject to get into over anime, but yeah, like, it's just they're... Like, we're a melting pot culture, so we have a mixture of a whole bunch of them. But, like, Japan, you know, they're kind of a modernized version, but they still like a lot of their traditional stuff. Henceforth, the kimono episode. I always love the kimono episodes. But like, Parasols like, and fireworks. It's not like I hate my... Like, I love my hero. It's just, I don't even make my top ten because of those, like, issues. Like, I think Black Clover is the better of the two. Uh, I liked it. Um, to be honest, it would have probably rated lower on the list, probably eight or nine. But the fight with All Might with All for One. That's a when good he fight. was fighting with. Yeah. And then... That was um, that moment was inspirational enough that I give it there. Plus, well, I even, I'm not going to lie. Even like, I like the Endeavor Nomu fight even better than that one. I, I think the whole turn of Endeavor and seeing him push himself like he's never pushed before. And that, like, you see someone who's, like... I like the fact that they actually threw in child abuse and talked about, like, real-world fucking problems in one of these instead of, like, dad works too much. Everybody's dad's works too much. When, like, you know, his mother burned scalding water on his face, I'm like, okay, shit, I've known moms like that. Yeah, that's messed up. You know, yeah, those kind they, of moments different... were that's definitely That's why Todoroki deeper. is my favorite character, because he has the most depth. Like, there's, there's, there's stuff going on in his life. Like Deku is just like, I don't have power. Now I have bunch. See, power. I can, I can, I can identify with Deku 
because I'm a comic nerd. So I spent my, like most of my youth, like with my nose in comic books, you know? So I get when you figure out like how each of them would handle any of the situations or like when we debate superheroes, it's like, I've studied these things cause I've read the same stories too many times. I, I can quote most of Maximum like, Carnage. I can, I can understand him like those two are definitely more understandable than like Bakugo just being angry it's just like a delinquent it's like okay yes but Bakugo makes up for his lack of character development with his lack of character development in an awesome way alright it's like alright so how can I do everything like by the way I, I uh, see uh, read what his character name is like his hero name it's like the murderous explosion hero dynamite and I'm like that actually makes sense <laughs> Yeah, but like, it's, ah, oh, go on. We'll say with, with Baku though, it, it's he has character development, it's just very subtle, and he he, you you know he's developed. He just acts the same way. Like, but there's just stuff like that. There's just just reasons why I probably would put, even like say Demon Slayer or something above it, like. Um, over my Demon Slayer. Life. Okay, speaking above it. All right, here's another old one that you don't remember. Street Fighter 2V, another one I got on VHS. Now, way back, like back when we had bullshit pixelated ass games, all right, it was fucking awful. Dragon Ball wasn't as popular, so kids didn't make the Kamehameha symbol, they did the fucking Street Fighter Hadouken. You know, like, stuff like that. Kids trying to do the little helicopter kit in their backyards. So it was hella popular. And the anime was actually kind of cool. Like, it did Ken and Ryu as they were kids. They went on a trip. It threw all the characters in there. As an adult, of course, it's campy and kind of stupid. Um, you know, because, yeah, I'm just a wandering martial artist, so I'm going to hang out with my billionaire friend. But you get a lot of actual, like, martial, not actual martial arts, but martial arts fightings, uh, a lot of Tibetan theory, a lot of Buddhist theory. Um, mixing with a large amount of Japanese, like martial arts theory and stuff like that. Not one of the ones you've ever seen, I'm guessing. No, I, I, I've never even, <laughs> I didn't know that there was a Street Fighter anime. Oh no, there's, there's multiples. There's multiples. Much like Mortal Kombat, which, when they give me a decent Mortal Kombat anime, I'll be more than happy to add it to the list. But most of them have been ass. And the last movie was just barely acceptable. <laughs> I didn't see the last movie. Uh, good for some of the fight scenes. The storyline made no sense. I really wasn't sure. It's kind of... The part about Scorpion's backstory was good. Um, so, let's see. Sixth. Going up to fifth. Good old Naruto. I liked Naruto. I liked the original. I loved Shippuden. I don't really consider Naruto and Naruto Shippuden and whatever like a different series. It's just been going on a long time. And you did you ever finish Naruto? I finished it. Uh, I really like Naruto a lot. Like it's definitely. I think I would have liked it more if it was one of the first shonen I watched because I watched other shonen that kind of like I've seen these tropes before because I watched it later, um, like two years ago. But I still I, enjoy, I love the fight scenes. I think all the different like uh, jutsus are like 
are so interesting, the difference between Genjutsu and Nenjutsu and then the Taijutsu and the different elements, I think, and how, like, it took strategy, like, everyone who fought Naruto had all these different strategies compared to something like Dragon Ball, which just fist punch hard, energy blast hard, get angry, ah, more powerful. Yes, but one of my favorite characters in Naruto, actually, I believe, belonged in Dragon Ball, and that was Rock Lee. <laughs> Have you ever seen that good, like, uh, rolling up, pulling the Goku, dropping his weights off, throwing down on Gara? Which, considering Gara was a gen, uh, Jin Chiriki, and he had to use, like, fucking ancient power to beat the shit out of, like, some dude who can't even do the stupid hallucinate, hallucina, what are they called? Genjutsus, I think, of the hallucinations? Yeah, the one that messed with your mind. He yeah. couldn't even do a transformation jutsu. He had, like, no chakra in and his then, body. You know, I'll admit, it looked like a kid's show, like, when I first started watching it. And then when they started ripping people's eyeballs out, it was like, okay, so maybe it earned that M rating. Yeah, it it, it has, like, child-friendly moments, but it's definitely more of an adult show. And I would even argue uh, that the original Naruto was probably... I would, I would actually disagree with that. I would say parental guidance, because... Yeah. It's um, more of a teenager, it, as you could say. It's like teenagers and young adults compared to like say a five or six year old who wouldn't understand the different political environments trust and... me man i got two of them i could tell you you'd be surprised well one's 10 and one's 22 but i got two kids i can tell you right now like with some of that stuff they grasp the concepts like we do um and sometimes like that's why that's why i say parental guidance because scan what your kids are watching and if you like if you don't feel they're ready but Usually around, like, between 8 and 10. Like, that's not a bad place to start Naruto. Like, you know, right as they crusp on that whole teenage thing. And uh, one thing with Naruto is, I actually... One of the things I loved with the original Naruto compared to, say, Shippuden, is, like, the different tactical factors. Like, all the little, like, uh, sleight of hand they would do in the fights where they constantly do the... Uh, what would they call it? Like the, they have like the wood form thing on the day. Like, oh, that was an escape shit. They, they're the just escape different stuff. jutsus. Yeah. Like the different, like those different jutsus and how it'd be like a chess match when they would fight. Whereas in like Shippuden, it got more to like, it just became Chidori, 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 Rashi Shuriken, Rashi Shuriken. It just became like just constantly throwing out, uh, ninjutsu and blowing shit up. Like it, it didn't, it wasn't as tactical. It was just more shown that we know today where it's just flashy colors and battles which is fun it's great and i love it but when it comes to like a story aspect i just think the different like there was more suspense in the little chess match compared to later which i mean they still have that like like the whole um shikamaru going and chasing down uh the one the cops remember that killed his master and how he like had this whole yeah. plan, and he trapped this the an invincible person underground, and like did just tortured him. It was just badass. Like it had you show up that with Shikamaru, but it just it kind of like it became just more of a like traditional show, and more like a Dragon Ball. It just became more about the fights and getting stronger well, than say. I agree. Of course, that was mostly unavoidable when because. Naruto was learning lessons, but right in the beginning of Shippuden, if you got it, they were all done with school. 
Like yeah, a lot of them were. Their job, they were being ninjas. They weren't. He was creating jutsu. Now he wasn't learning jutsu. He was still yeah. trying to learn how to control the nine tails, but he was creating the boss and Shuriken. He was creating different ways to use the shadow clones. He was like making his putting his mark on nin the ninja society compared to you know say Naruto, where he's still learning as a guinea. But I'm glad you said brought up the nine tails. I find that every shonen anime has pretty much a berserker main character. All right. Like, I would be honest, Goku. Goku's most dangerous moments are when he gets really, really mad. Even, you know, going into like the Dragon Ball Super stuff, you know, from all yeah, the way back in Dragon every, Ball. Yeah, every shonen. Like, I'm watching this, I'm watching Yu Yu Hakusho right now. Every time yeah. someone gets hurt, you say gets mad. He just boom, he gets extra powerful. Um, you watch Hunter Hunter. Every time go, when after Kite dies and Gon just becomes like the darkest motherfucker, and is willing to like sacrifice people just to get revenge. Like it just Asta okay, has a but... demon in him. You have the Nine Tails in Naruto. If you mess with any of the Straw Hats. Luffy will literally snap your neck. Like they all yeah, have these and like the straw dark hats sides. have multiple berserkers. Yeah. No, that's kind of. Then there's an anime that's literally just Berserk called Shirley? Berserk about a berserker. Yeah, like I was just about to say, I was like, literally, I was like, yeah, that's one of their main things. Also, Gone hit on the second one, which is the craziest fucking hair you can ever possibly throw out at someone. Um, let's see. On from Naruto, we are on Inuasha. Eventually, Inuasha was one of my favorite animes. This thing had release date problems from the word go. Have you ever seen an, like, have you ever seen an episode? I've seen Inuyasha, but I don't know if I've seen eventually in Yasha. Like, I've only seen... Oh, no. I said eventually it's one of my favorites. Yeah. No, I've seen in Yasha. Because they the took whole... years to end it. Yeah, like, I've seen the whole get... thing at some point. I... I don't remember all of it because I watched a lot of it when I was young. Uh, the plot's actually not that complicated. I, I tried to rewatch it. falls down a well. Yeah. Breaks a ju or wakes up a demon. Jewel ends up breaking. If she wants to bring peace and harmony to whatever bullshit, they got to get all the pieces, purify the jewel... Guy pretends like he just wants the duel so he can become a more powerful demon. Oh, yeah. Also, Inuyasha's also got a berserker state. Just throwing that out there. Isn't he kind of a dog demon. A demon? <laughs> right. Well, of course. Because, except for like Devil May Cry, I've never heard anything where they're like, they, well, no, Dante's a half demon too. Yeah, they don't let you be full demon. Meliodas is a full demon, isn't he? He's a full... Is he? I think so. Like a, he's he's like the son of the the devil, like whatever they, they would call the demon lord or whatever. Like he's the son of him. He's supposed to be the next in line. So he's like full demon. Yeah, he's full demon. All right, maybe Eliotis is. All right, I take it back. There's one, <laughs> but like the that's the exception, the not the rule. <laughs> Shonen doesn't believe in non-cross-classing, all right? 
oh yeah, this is always like even even now going back to like my hero where it's like, okay, you know, Deku had like a strength quirk and now he has every quirk. Oh yeah, like Black Whip, which looked cool, but once again, Berserker moment, they're like, oh, you lost control in the whip. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Spider webbing? I'm like, if that's the case, then just fire it at him. Shit. <laughs> I, I wanted to watch um, Inuyasha again, because they had like the new series, the uh, about his daughter, but I, I couldn't find, like, I couldn't sit through well, it. But here's the thing. After I had given up on Inuyasha and I expected that the creator had been eaten by wolves at this point, 15, 15 years later after starting this crap, they finally released like Inuyasha The Final Act, which covered the ending of it. And that's why I said when I watched that, I'm like, oh, well, I love this show. Because when I originally watched it, they were like, that's all that we're ever going to make. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> As anime does. It's like, hey, this is really yeah. good. We're never going to make any but, more yeah. of this. We're going to go make a show about a favorites. dude raping a girl. Us... Uh, or we can make this good stuff. No, we're going to go We're gonna go to this guy raping people. That's what we're going to make. <laughs> we're going to get as close to cartoon porn as we can without crossing that line. Up to number three, Bleach. Once again, Shonen protagonist, giant-ass sword. I do have a type. Um, I I love I love Bleach, but again, it's well. If you want me to like, I love Bleach too. If you want me to rip on it, like I can, I can no, say the I fact can, that they I made can... a sword fighting show. Hold on, they made a sword fighting anime, and then just had to give the main protagonist long ranged attacks, so that it can make anyone who used a ranged weapon kind of a bitch. Like Udyu fires a thousand arrows, Ichigo giant fucking plasma wave of death. Like it's. But yeah, uh, yeah, like there, there's a lot. Aside, there's a lot of issues with Bleach, but like the core of it is actually like uh, probably the most intriguing. Like he's like Ichigo's probably the most human shonen protagonist of his time. Like he, like had moods. Like he was like probably one of the most easily relatable as like a teenager in that age range when you'd watch it. Yeah. Like he had those moody emotions, those teenage moments, those, like, he acted like somebody who would, like a teenager who was thrust into a war in, like, another realm that has really, literally really has nothing to do with him, but he just, because, you know, he feels he has to, he helps and wants to defeat, you know, Eisen, when he could, well, in all Eisen reality, just and... say, fuck you guys, who cares, like, and just walk away. Well, he's very moody. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I think his best friend's a stuffed bear with an artificially created soul in it. Like, I would like to think Chad, but Chad don't say shit, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> although I will say this, him and Ringy were pretty the... close, and I would, you know, I'd actually say doing I... the show, his best friend probably becomes Rukia. Probably becomes like his best friend. Like they See, seem to be oh, the Rukia, closest. No, no, no. Rukia is a mother to Ichigo. That's what Rukia is. Like, I've thought about that one hard. Rukia is... She takes place of Ichigo's mom. Like, Renji is pretty much like, I don't know, Ichigo's stepdad. Like, 
you graduated college, son, come have a beer. You know, like he, he's a really cool guy. And he does state that he, him and Ichigo are like brothers. Um, but I mean, as for actual like normal friends, like not war buddies. Yeah, Chad is probably the closest thing to like a best friend. Somebody he met a long time ago and he's like one of the, yeah. the closest friends. Like, I would consider Ujiu a brother, not to mention the fact he's actually Ichigo's cousin because of that fucked up lineage, but you don't have to like a brother, all right? You have to love a brother, but you don't have to like them. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how I see that. I'm like, yeah, Chad, Chad would be the only one that they're really friends with. I mean, Odahime is friends with Ichigo's actual, the one they say in story best friend, Tatsuki. And I still don't know if he ever told Totsky what the fuck was going on. Like, you know, after all that bullshit with Aizen standing there, and by the way, spoilers to your audience, I apologize. But she still has no fucking clue what's going on. Like, she's like, okay, Soul Reapers are a thing. Who's Japanese Jesus in his white robes? Yeah, they don't. I imagine he told them because it skips six months and he starts doing stuff and they don't question him. So I imagine in that time he says something, explains everything that happens. But yeah, when he, no, like, when, he, he comes, when he comes out and he's like twenty five, when he went in, when he went into the fucking the warp gate thing, I forget what it was called, and he's training with his dad. Um, no, uh, the shit. I almost remember the word for it. <laughs> the spirit tunnel. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, but when he's training with his dad and then when he comes back like five years older with the long hair looking the the most badass Ichigo has ever looked like and I still don't even know if that like I still kind of think that might be the strongest Ichigo you've ever seen like I feel like even at the end of the you know thousand year blood war I don't know like I, if he would still be as strong as that Ichigo who is just literally whipping the shit out of a buffed-up Aizen with the Hokioku. Okay. Like, I get that. Of course. On I'm, the other hand... Obviously, it's a shonen, like, so he's probably stronger against you. Yeah, but... like... Well, I, I, I eventually ended up biting the bullet and reading the manga to see how the story ends with, like, you know, his Quincy powers. So, oh, yeah, like, Ichigo in full control of the Hollows way fucking stronger. I mean, yeah, like, they, we never get to see it. Like, I've read it, too, and they never get, really get to see it. And that's why I hope that Taikubo would write, when he, when he talked with him, writing a story about Ichigo's son, that you'd get to Dude, see his full power. Just do three. Just give us, just do three goddamn cartoon movies. All right, you wasted our time with memories of nobody. You can give us three cartoon movies and fucking end this. Three, three OVAs, all right, for the fucking well, ending of we, Bleach. They're doing Thousand Blood Rock, so it's going to come. I just hope we get to see... A more in in the anime of his final power than you do in the manga because in the manga he bonkai's and then Yuha is just like not give me that shit like we we ain't playing those games and you're kind of like oh okay oh yeah like, so you never get to see whatever the fuck not as long as Yuha youth watch I don't fucking know I've heard it pronounced oh, like four different maybe times. but of course I thought it was Yuha he also just out of nowhere took that busted ass Zangetsu and was like, nah, fuck it. Just like everyone else, I like the original sword better and just cut his ass in half. Like, was like, I'm fucking done with this. And then, you know, something about like 
you know, them watching Chad becoming a professional boxer, like, oh, like they're rooting for Chad. I'm like, why are you rooting for the guy who's going to win? Right, like it's not even a fair fight. Even if a goddamn lieutenant, like, this is, I, I'm this sorry is a, to say this, this if a lieutenant a guy, came out that door, huh? This, this is a guy who has a nuke in one hand and then, like, a universe buster in the other. Like, yeah, like, Chad, like, seriously, like, you know, the ending of that, they're watching Chad doing a boxing match. Of course he's going to win. This dude could punch through concrete. I feel bad for the poor bastard that Chad's working out his issues on on the other side of that. Chad was punching. Chad, in the beginning of the show, lifted a light pole out of the ground and beat a, a fucking... Uh, oh, dude. A spirit yeah, he with it. That he hollow with it that he couldn't even see. And this is like yeah, him no, at his Chad bare bones. Just, you don't fuck with Chad. Like, I think my favorite part of that cheesy, awful, but kind of enjoyable Bleach movie, the live-action one, is when they throw, a, like, a beam or a pillar into a building and it just shows Chad and they're catching it and he's like, hi, throws it and goes about his fucking day. I'm like, that's Chad. So even before This dude literally took an training, eye beam in the first episode. Yeah, even before that, like, all the they training, introduce him. He would, he would win every boxing match. So it's just like... Uh, but other than, like, they, the could, they could have lieutenants boxing him in there and he would still win All right, he, like by the end of Bleach he's, he's captain level if not above like he's not near Ichigo but he could probably I think be, he's below the captains he, I think he's below I the think captains he could beat a couple of them. Like, I think he could he could, <laughs> he could probably beat um, what's it, the the one for the, uh, the spy uh Soyphone? Yeah, he could... Because, like, Soyphone's Bankai is just Soyphone would fuck him up. Chad doesn't dodge. You want me to know my honest opinion which captain he has the best chance against? And I hate to admit it, Byakia. Because he's the only one who would be talking shit, and he'd still be talking down to Chad when Chad is putting his fell directo in his mouth. If you you take that, he could probably uh, beat Kenpachi, because Kenpachi would underestimate him, and he'd pull out the double nuke motherfucker and just hit him with it. And then, like, he probably could get knocked out in a one-punch Kenpachi. Well, I don't know. You can't. They pretty much, at the end of it, they just made. They just decided that Kenpachi's just doomsday from fucking Marvel. Like, nothing can kill me. And if you kill me, I'm only going to come back stronger. But, like, yeah. Like, you take someone like Byakuya, who talks a butt-ton of shit before the fight. Chad's just going to punch him into his mouth while he's running his. And before he could summon his sword. And I believe that. <sighs> Especially after Chad can move fast enough to hit him, because now he can see Ichigo, not necessarily keep up with him. Oh, and the weird thing was how many people were okay with Ruki and Ichigo getting together. And I know anime brings out that whole, like, like younger girl type, but I was like, she's still, like, 300 years old, man. Yeah, but I don't know. She she still kind of acted like she was definitely more mature, but she had her like teenage. Like it definitely. Uh, I'm gonna give you some free advice. If a chick is that old and still acting crazy like she's in her twenties, run. <laughs> you are not prepared for those level of problems. All right. That's why you like a let nice spiky hair tattooed out of his mind kind of rageaholic like Renji. Deal with that crazy. <laughs>
You know, I can understand, because, like, I was even on the whole, like, I felt like Rukia and Ichigo had more of a click than, like, Odahime. Like, Odahime is kind of just, like, there. Like, she's just, she's the love interest, and it was never really, you kind of, like, the first time I ever thought of them as, like, a decent match was when she was captured, and the way she talked about him to the other Hollows and to the, uh, to, um... Said, yeah, uh, to the, the guards and, and Hanatoro. Yeah, like when they were talking See, about like when she, the way she explained why she likes him and how she views him, it's like, oh, now I can see why they have a thing. Now Ichigo, well, yeah, it's just I like, mean, oh, big titties. I like that. Like it just seemed like that's what he was. Like he really yeah, had. But no you reason. tell me when they ran to go rescue Odahime and Ruki and Renji took turns just donkey punching Ichigo. Like, any thoughts of them developing into anything further went out of my mind. Because those two already have a romantic history, not to mention hundreds of years together or some bullshit. But they looked at him like a child. They were fucking scolding him. You know what I mean? Teaching him a lesson. So that's where I kind of got the paternal vibe from him. Because, I don't know, if you have a teacher or some type of mentor, instructor... Sometimes you build a repertoire with them that makes you very close. And, but it's not like some people might see or think it might go sexual, but it doesn't. It seemed like it, that one was done kind of right. Didn't have an issue plus with the it. First time you, it. Plus second piece of free advice, if the first time you ever meet a girl, she stabs you, that's not a good sign. Just move on. <laughs> I mean, he did ask for it. Like, it's not like... <laughs> Like, if, that's your, if, that's your, right. if that's your kink, I mean, you do you, but like... No, alright, what Rukia should have done was fucked off, let that hollow attack Ichigo, and let White do its job. Like... I don't know if it, I don't know if it would have. Like, they don't, that's like, that's an interesting question. If she would have just let Ichigo get attacked, would the hollow oh, touching there. him, would it have effect, opened up the solar point? He would have just initially... White's initial rush of power was way back the first time Ichigo seen a Menos. Way yeah, back no, when he yeah. fought Renji, that power... So he had that all along. That was the massive energy she fucked with. It was erected there. Now, but I'm not I saying thought, Ichigo's human body will be on eaten. It, um, okay. Because of her, his, like, his father had that seal put on it when they did the whole thing, and then he was born. I think he probably still had that seal that they put on his mother. He and did her, have the seal, on, but the seal was the broken. Seal. The seal was broken when he lost it on Biakia, and that that was kind of the problem. I always assumed but, that it was the Rukia stabbing him is what broke the seal and released no. the power. Well, that and then thing as, is his as instinct. it released out of. Uh, you know, that seal eventually it overtook him in that Biakia fight. Well, it, it was going the entire time. The thing is, with that hollow inside him, like, I fully admit Ichigo's mortal body, body would have probably been crushed by that fucking hollow, but what would have awoken out of that would have been hella dangerous. Because... If you think about it, Ichigo's power showed up when he's risking death. Do you remember here's, when his chain yeah, was being well, eaten away? His, here's something there? that... Um... I always want to think about. So, the Vaste Lorde Ichigo that fights Ukiyora, in gotcha. everything but the rain, 
it shows his father fighting that Vasta Lorde state when it first got turned into Hollow. Now, I always wondered, is that Vasta Lorde that his father fought for basically an eternity, he, he gave up his soul powers to just continuously fight him inside his mother's body. Is that the same, or is that the same strength as Vasta Lorde Ichigo? Or is him fighting his father for so many years what made Vasilode so damn strong? Okay. Um, now, do you mean when Ichigo, like, Ichigo's Vasilode states yeah, when he went when, nuts? when he went nuts and then just obliterated Ukiyora. That was only just his hollow power. See, uh, Ichigo has three separate sets of, what, spirit energy, reishi, yeah, has... chakra, chi, ki, whatever the hell they want to call it in this one. Um... You have, as far as, like, I think I got it right. You have his dad's Soul Reaper side, his mom's Quincy side, and not to mention Ichigo is also, because of that, a natural full bringer. And so when Ichigo, like, what White is, is it's his literal survival instinct and his instinct to uh, fight, you know, his primal side. So that's why I said, if that thing would have eaten him, what it would have, like, anytime Ichigo's life isn't threatened, like where he'll actually die, that thing takes over. You know what that, I mean? But um, what I was trying to get to and think about was how strong his father must be. If his father fought off that Vaste Lorde type hollow that was then... Did you read what Aizen said and everything but the rain about that? I remember him saying something... He said Ichigo's dad's Bankai could destroy the world of the living. Yeah, I remember him saying that we like, got, he could we... never show it. and so like That's always... why they injured him. And then I always, like, because I I get the whole, oh, this is my son's fight. He has to fight Aizen. But when his dad comes up and just flicks Aizen, and you're like, how fucking strong is this guy? And then something yeah. like, I just always, like, a movie or something about him and, like, his prime. And just we get to see how strong his well, dad let's really see. is. He's Akiba. So you know that's one of the four royal houses in the Soul Society, or royal families. He's a Kiba. So his when he was the Soul Reaper captain, and we think it was what, what's Hitsugaya's squad? Is that squad eight? I can't remember. Um, but Hitsugaya was his third seat, and Rangiku was his lieutenant. He was one of the strongest. Like his Bankai, he knew of the final Getsuga Tensho before Ichigo used it. And was working with Kisuke in a way to get his spirit energy back from it. As a matter of fact, he wasn't even asking Ichigo if he wanted his powers back. He was just going to fucking give them to him. Which is what an argument he hears Kisuke say through the, uh, the combat pass, which leads to all that bullshit. But, yeah, no, Ichigo in his Vasta Lorde state, like, you see multiple mushroom clouds out of the blast, so... Well, the thing was, like, that was... His spirit energy was, like, connected to his life energy same way it is like hunter hunter with like gone and then like when gone gets revived and he can't feel his name doesn't mean he doesn't have the nin anymore it's part of his life energy same thing with like spirit energy it's part of his life energy so if he had no you know spirit energy he'd be dead like he'd just be nothing so like that's why oh, it's no. like it's easy to say like okay there's still energy in there it just needed to be like well it's like this, the, the philosophy on their Zanpakutos, their swords, like, it's their soul twinned. Like, um, one of the filler arcs, which I 
really liked, which I believe was kind of close to like the overall was that tale of the Zanpakuto and they showed the Zanpakuto spirits. Although obviously we know most of the spirits don't look like that. Like Zabimaru does not look like that. He's a monkey snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, I always pictured Sembo and Zaku as some type of bullshit flower, kind of like, uh, who's the dude who could, who ended, uh, Yumi Chika, the beauty Yumi lieutenant. Chika. Like, he, I don't understand with his Zanpakuto why he doesn't use that fucking power. Like, I get the bullshit reason they said so they could have a big reveal, but yeah, he could take, prob- he could take down most captains. Well, they even, they stated that he was, like, stronger than most captains. Him and, uh, uh, the other, his buddy, the other thing, the other thing was doing off the top of my head. That they were both captain Dude, I level. liked, ah, Squad 6. Alright, the captain of that, you know, uh, he's one of the visors. He takes his position. He's the dude with, like, the combat knife. Yeah. Because after the end of it, he takes his position back. I love when he starts ripping on Tosin to uh, Shuhei. You know, the Reap Kazashine dude? Yeah. He's got the sickles on the chains. I love how that later on, he just straight out makes fun of him for that pussy. He like, calls the whole Bushido philosophy a bunch of pussies. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're weak. Crush him. <laughs> why are you debating on why you want to hit him with your sword? Just kill him. And I kind of understood why Tosin may think the Soul Society's a little bloodthirsty. Okay, so that was Bleach. Do you want to move up to number two? Yeah. <laughs> Tengen Toppen Gurren Lagen, man. Like, that cartoon was one of my all-time favorites. That is my all-time favorite. Like, it's, like, on my list, it's my number one. Gurren Lagen is one of the, like, most inspirational pieces of art I've ever seen. And also one of the most ridiculous pieces of art I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... This is one of the reasons I told you to watch it, man. Like I said, it was quotable. Um, I have I have friends who actually use that in his, in his business work. Like, the quote where, um, where Kamina says the dumbest thing on Earth, but it's also the most profound. You know what I mean? Like... Don't believe in me, and don't believe in yourself. Believe in the you that I that are. What is it? Don't believe in me. Don't believe in you. Believe, don't believe in, in the, yourself. No, don't believe in me. And don't believe, believe in the in you yourself, that believes believe, in you, or something believe like in that. The me that believes in you. Believe in the me that believes in you. Yeah, that was the one. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that means, but it made sense. Also, when the care when a communist punches Simon Square in the mouth when he's having an emotional breakdown, and you see that like look of just like surprise and like despair on his face and common is like i promise whenever you're at your point like or when he promises that he's like i'll always be there whenever you give in to self-doubt and i'm like yeah there we go we can skip the hugging session for four hours i mean not to mention the the glasses on the robot i found cool and had a lot, a lot of good jokes in it like i always used to love the um when he first, they first fight Viral, and the common name is Viral, and he has that Viral, big Viral long katana, awesome. and Viral has just a little knife, and he's like, "What are you gonna do with that little knife?" And Viral's like, "It's not about the size of the blade; it's how you use it." 
and like little dick jokes and stuff. How he's the way he's holding it, it looks like a big long dong. And he's just like, little... yeah, yeah. Common literally starts it off the dick measuring contest with him. Yeah, it's just like he's like shit talking. Dude, him. what about one of the greatest zero to hero stories ever? Were because when they were in their underground cave, he was literally the main character, Simone the Digger. You know, scrounging what he can from underground because they're forced to live there. And literally is fighting among the stars at the end of it. Yeah, like Gurren Logan is a roller coaster ride that never drops. You're just always going up. It just not to mention that never dude, drops. That dude who had the weird banana mech had one of the greatest lines ever to describe to describe anime psychobabble. Remember what the one guy's like, Oh, it's the spiral power has to boost through here, and the guy's like, What? And he goes, Fighting spirit, and he goes, Oh, fighting spirit. Yeah, we know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good one in gag too. Every time they're trying to like explain the scientific reason for why everything works, and everyone's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Like fighting in fighting spirit. Oh, oh okay, that makes sense. Anyway. Yeah, because they're a bunch of primates, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not like the smartest. Oh. But it's, it's just such I a, like Viral's turnover. It wasn't forced. Yeah, no, it definitely like felt, in most animes. Yeah, definitely. He, he, by the end, it kind of felt like he was, like, the best friend of Simone. Like, yeah. He, he kind of took that... It, it, it almost was like... See, like, he became the Simone... To, like, Simone's Kamina. So, like, in the beginning of the show, you Kamina and Simone. And then, like, Simone yeah. took the lead. And now, like, Vio kind of became that Simone where he's, like, the sidekick who's who's there when you need him. Yeah. Of course, I'll never forget the episode where they needed energy to keep their fighting spirit up, so they ate part of their his pet hamster. <laughs> Didn't they eat its tail or some shit? I don't remember that. It vaguely, like, vaguely reminds me of it. One thing I can't remember was the... Uh, the um, Them slapping the, each other with galaxies at the end? I remember the, the, that. The shuriken, yeah, the, the universe shuriken, where they're just throwing galaxies over... Like, that is... Oh, yeah, Definitely like when iconic. it comes to over the top anime protagonists, I have to say that Gurren Lagann's probably one of the bi- like the biggest one. Like that robot was bigger than the entire Milky well, Way. You think like the ego in this show, where it's like, this is a kid. Like I said, just start was you just dug underground. Eventually, he started digging above ground, and that drill never stopped. And eventually, he's like, he they always made this this quote of like, Simone, your drill will be the drill that reaches the heavens. But then by the end, Simon's like, nah, Nick, I, my jewel's the jewel that's gonna make the heavens because I'm fucking Simon. My jewel creates, the, yeah, created the heavens. It's just like, yeah, man, like he's like the I'm dreams like, of the past and the hopes of the future grinding together. It forms a double helix, which is the essence of a drill. And then he just pretty much drill fucks the guy's head and kills him. <laughs> no other way to put that, like politely, fucking. Come on, like, the end of that, the Spiral King, after all the tech and all that, Simo just wanted to get close to him to beat the piss out of him with his bare hands. Yeah, like, this is, like... By the way, I've been punched like that once. Like, that's about accurate for how hard you go down when someone hits you like that. <clears throat> hey, and I love the the the, the way they show Simo uh, develop um, as the show goes on from, like, being... Little Simone to becoming more like Common than to becoming more of his own man. And Last like, scene the... where he teaches the uh, little kid to use the drill by the seashore. 
Yeah, that even even you in know. like the later when like after what what just fuck betrays him when they're adults and he goes back yeah. to save him and he fucking flies through the Where building. He literally goes pirate lord on those motherfuckers. Yeah, just, I like, remember that. Clocks him, says, "Let me see." Does the "Let me see" grit those teeth again? But instead, he's the one punching, and he just like knocks him across the entire cave thing. Like, oh, knocks him on his ass. Yeah, tells him to like, go with him. I like how they're sitting there, and he comes like um, the answer to the anti-spiral. Who the hell do you think I am? When he's like, "Oh well, you're gonna overpopulate and you're gonna destroy everything. We can choose to be better," you know. I mean, plus, you know, he literally said that he hit that guy with the force of 10 big bangs or some crap. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I still, I'm no physicist, I still but think I guarantee... Ten and Lagan, like that final robot might be the strongest thing in anime history. Like, I don't, I don't know. Even, I don't like, Alter Instinct Goku, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if Alter Instinct Goku could, like... Like you said, like, the force of five big bangs. Like, do you think... Like, that's not just destroying a universe. That's destroying, then creating, then destroying, then creating another universe just to destroy it and create another fucking universe. Like, this motherfucker yeah. is literally God. Like, he just snaps his fingers. Yeah, and you, just have makes to go, a new you have to go to something. To beat a character like that, you have to go to, like, one of the God ones. It'd be like fighting Zeno. You know, oh, you don't exist. Well, fuck that. You know, Akira even or some then, shit. Okay, even then. You saw what happened when they put him in a different dimension. Dude, Simon would just punch his way out and be like, I exist. Uh, Simon, yeah, probably might fuck Zeno up. I hate to say that. He's like, Squish, you don't exist. No, fuck you. <laughs> you he he see would a snap his fingers tournament. and then, like, there'd be a drill mark in the center of his chest. I'm like, what the hell just happened? He'd be like, you think you could tell Who the hell do you think I am? Like, he would just drill his way Zeno out. Zeno presses and... a button and calls Goku for a change. <laughs> you deal with it. I don't know, Zenny. He seems nice. <laughs> I like this fighting spirit thing. I can get behind that. <laughs> Is that like key? Or he'd ask if he can eat it. Which brings me to number one. Yeah. Dragon Ball. Yes. I know that's probably like the most generic answer ever, but the truth is I grew up watching that shit. Actually, we're you know how many times in my life I've wanted to be able to use a Kaioken on someone? Why, burst of speed why, and sprank that they can't see like, and that cameras can't record. Huh? Like, why the Kaioken's only like a five to ten? Like, I, how many times do you want to go Super Saiyan? Get that hundred times. Like, how many times do you want that Super Saiyan three long hair, just no fucking eyebrow, having just because for some reason you thought it was cool? But looking back at it now, like that Super Saiyan three transformation is the dumbest looking thing. Like the well, no he just eyebrows. Didn't, he was tired of drawing black. That's all it was. That was it. That's the secret behind Super Saiyan. Dor uh, what was it? Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Um, oh, Toriyama. Toriyama. When he when he made when he he was just tired of making Goku's hair black, so he want, did it where he could do a white outline, and then so now we have yellow Super Saiyans and Super we have blue ones. But yeah, I like Pink it. Pink ones. All right. White ones. I like GT, even though it was horrible. I watched that on crappy import DVDs. I watched all of Z. I remember uh, I was sitting there with a close friend of mine, and we just were religiously watching that fight with Frieza, waiting for that shit to end. I've, I've rewatched Dragon Ball Z, I don't know how many times. I've watched every version of it. Um, 
Oh yeah, like I mean, and if you want to argue points in that show, like you could have a, you could probably have several podcasts on Dragon Ball alone. Like, how the fuck does Trunks not take a Cell Junior? Just throwing that out there. How does Vegeta not take a Cell Junior? Just throwing that out there. Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, sure, they're all butt fucked. Yeah, and 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 Goku who was just fighting Cell to a stalemate, even though they 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 said Cell wasn't using his full power. He was still like eighty percent, and the Cell Juniors were like fifty percent of Cell, and he was at a stalemate with one. And it's like this guy just fought Cell. Like, there's no way he's not killing all these Cell Juniors. Now yeah, it does make like, for that whole badass where like Super Saiyan two Gohan just goes and one shots all of them. Right, like that's fucking amazing. But my my whole point is is Trunks would have owned a Cell Junior. All right, like he had the damage to kill a norm, like normal cell. Like as much as I hate to say it, worst case scenario, you could have Yamcha take another one for the fucking team. <laughs> Try to get your torso wrapped around one of these things while it's stabbing through you, just to give Trunks or Vegeta a chance to blow it up. Like that should have been some shit that like could have gone on while fucking Goku was just gonna watch his kid get whatever the fuck cell wanted to do to him, beat the shit out of him, like. Well, there's, okay, here's a thing about that. It's a theory. I don't think this is true. That's something I saw, though, on Reddit. A theory that in that fight, Gohan could, I mean, Goku could already go Super Saiyan 2. But he wanted, but he knew that Gohan's Super Saiyan 2 was just stronger than him because of his potential. So he wanted to force it I've out. I've heard of that him. theory, but. So there was like a theory that Goku could have defeated Cell. And gone Super Saiyan 2 and defeated him just fine without ever putting Gohan in that situation. But he knew that Gohan would never see his full potential if he was in a life or death situation. So he just threw his side life. A, I have a different perspective on that. See, to me, what it looked like was that Goku was ready to die anyways. He was ready to retire and give it up. That's why he had the laissez-faire attitude about training and everything else. Because he's like, Gohan's so much stronger than I am. And if you remember, he said he was only able to achieve Super Saiyan 3 in the afterlife. And Goku was finally, I think they showed it with the fight with PyCon, I think he had finally hit Super Saiyan 2 training with King Kai in the afterlife, you know, with, in the gods tournaments when he fought PyCon. But, yeah, I think at that time the fire was out of Goku. I mean, or it just goes with everyone's theory that he really is the world's worst dad and figured out Chi-Chi was pregnant. Like, he just seen a missed test and was like, all right. <laughs> I remember what it was like trying to raise Gohan. I mean, it, you could even put it that he knew he could never, in that form, surpass Gohan where he was at, even though he reached the same level of Super Saiyan. And it's like the theory of him being able to go Super Saiyan 2, but he just knew he was never going to surpass Gohan. But yeah. in the afterlife, he might be able to because he doesn't have any limiters. And him just being the training freak that he after is. All right, I'm just going to throw this out here, and uh, I'm, I believe that Piccolo is Gohan's real dad. Like, I'm sorry, like, not, like, biologically. Like, I know he's Goku's biological son, but the one who fucking raised him was Piccolo. And if you look at Gohan's life, like, he still had a regular dialogue with Piccolo when he was a teenager. So Piccolo was in his life on the regular. And it was fine. Like, there was no fucking violence. His dad comes back from the afterlife. Even, Next thing okay. you know, fucking world-eating. Even even then, if you like, he is kind of more the father figure because even when, 
when Goku's alive, he doesn't ask Goku to babysit Pan. He asks Piccolo to babysit Pan because he just knows that Goku is like terrible at. Goku's a retard. Okay, let's, yeah. let's be honest. He's, also, he's the here's the thing he's about only Piccolo strong that I think. Retard. Here's the thing about Piccolo that I think everybody forgets. Namics, Namekians are asexual, which means he has both maternal and paternal instincts. So he's like mother instinct over Gohan, which you literally see with Nappa. You know what I mean? And you see Namekian children like Dende, like they're like normal kids. It's just, you know, they're slug people. Really, really fucking badass slug people. Okay, so one of them's a really, really badass slug person. But yeah, like, I wouldn't trust Goku with my child. I wouldn't know if he'd try to fucking eat it. What, and what I mean, you said before, like, the reason Goku is so strong is because he has that boost of retard strength. Like, everyone tries well, to yeah, figure right, out why it's, it's because he got knocked on his head and became retarded, and now he just has, like, a full time. No, 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 no. I think, I think that describing him as, like, you know, having Down syndrome or something like that is kind of mean, but in one aspect, it does account for a lot of other things. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he's never not He did made learn a child. to drive a car. I mean, kind of. It's just, he I got mean, a job, like, make... Like, I'll be honest, like... I think we only say that because Goku's a guy, and most chicks would love to have a guy that ripped, that does nothing but bodybuilds, and is like, hey, I want some martial arts money. Do whatever you want with it. Like... Yeah, but I also think... Like, if you could fly... Would you ever get a driver? You would never drive. Let's say, what's the point? Like, I can, I can. He he Dude, can we live fucking in Ohio. teleport. Like, am I like? All right, you just asked me if I can fly. Are we having a superpower conversation, or if I was like Goku strong, and I didn't have to deal with an Ohio winter? Because I'll be honest, like I'd probably be on the, I'd probably be driving my car if it was cold here. If it broke down, sure, I'd chill my way home. But fuck that. I used to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> Even if so let's say you, could, you had all the abilities of, of Goku, he literally has a teleportation technique. So yeah, like, that's the only ability I need. Like if no, I, well, I would I would hire someone to go places for me, so I could just instant transmission there and learn some new keys. So that yeah, it's like. Even that, I think it's always do is see a place. He doesn't even have to be there. He just has to see it. So you could literally just go online, look up a photo of like. Italy, and then just fucking teleport there. Like, what's yeah. this place? But this I street? do believe Goku has brain damage. I will give you 100% credit on, like, agree it's there. Like, he definitely has brain damage from when he lost his memory. Yeah, because he's, like, always kind of a punch child. Drunk. Like, he just never grew up past that child. Other than, like, oh, the parent on, instinct. When... Like, I know that sometimes Goku plays dumb to fuck with his friends. Like, it's a game he plays, and I've seen that on multiple times. You know, pretending not to understand concepts he does know. But, on the other hand, I just wish I could know what's in Goku's head when he's not fighting. <laughs> so I know when he's just fucking with Vegeta and he's just being that dumb. Because well, I think he was fucking, fucking with like Vegeta about with not knowing what a kiss was. Huh? Yeah, like, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, when he was joking about, like, not knowing what sex was, and he's like, how do you have two kids? Like, 
He's probably like, because Chi-Chi's hips could only handle it twice. <laughs> Thank God she's a martial arts master, man. Like, that dude might kill someone. Remember when he got back from Namek and just moved his arm and sent her into the wall? And then she immediately gave in to his demands? <laughs> I don't remember that, but... Oh, no, knew. dude. When he was coming back to train with the androids, um, he said something to Chi-Chi, and he gave her, like, a slap on the back, but since he's been training in space, he's unused to... He doesn't hold his strength back, so he, like, smacks her into the cabinets and shit. Like, it actually does happen. But immediately thereafter, when it shows them, like, bandaging Chi-Chi up, she's like, okay, Gohan can train with you, but he can't fight them. It's like, all right. But I'm like... Is that what Chi-Chi really wants in her relationship? Like, she always gives Goku positive reinforcement to, like, dumb violence. Well, I mean, it's like that, or he's just gonna leave her. Like, she had to, like, trick him into marrying her. Like, even though I do think he loves her, it's not like... It's, oh, it's, he loves her. It's he not definitely like, loves her. Yeah, it's not like a... But if... I will say this. Alright, if you look... Uh, did you watch in Dragon Ball Super the whole Zamasu thing? Yeah. Okay. So do you remember Vegeta's reaction to Bulma being killed in the future to Goku's reaction of Goten and Chi-Chi being killed? And he's like, Goten and Chi-Chi were killed. Oh, you monster. And then, like, Vegeta hears Bulma's dead, and, like, he's just like, I'll fucking end your world. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Yeah, but he even, I believe he even states in that that it's not his Bulma and his Goten, so it's hard to feel it. Like no, he said it's not. It, Goku says it's not his Chi-Chi and it's not his Goten. Vegeta heard that someone hurt Bulma and it doesn't matter that she came from another dimension. He's coming as a spirit of vengeance to wreck that ass. Like, I got to admit, like, I, it is right when it's like when you're younger, you're all about Goku, but when you're not, you start getting older, like, you agree with Vegeta. Well, like, even when I was a kid, yeah. I, Vegeta was still one of my, like, Gohan was my favorite character, but, like, Vegeta was, like, my second. Like, I always liked that aggressive, same pride attitude. And as I got older, he did become more like, this guy is definitely more relatable. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Dragon Ball, um... Vegeta's whole, like, alright, after he stopped being a spoiled brat after the first fight, and, like, after Frieza, like, he actually had a concept that his race was going extinct. You know what I mean? Like, what does it matter? Like, everything dies. And then after he has Trunks and shit like that, like, because future Trunks, when he got bought it on sale, like, Vegeta went berserk because of that. When he went after Majin Buu, it was for the kids and, you know the earth that he was killing this guy because he knew peace there super that's his whole reason for fucking training is literally just to protect bulma he, he bitch slapped beers over that shit and even i mean um, one shot sure but still <laughs> uh even in z when he was training with trunks in the the way to trainer he states that like half breeds have more potential but he's like, you guys will never, yes. you'll never reach our potential because, like, you'll never reach our strength because of your human laziness. Unlike the Saiyan, like, Saiyans are just, like, battle-hungry, so they're always training and fighting, where, like, humans want to relax, they want to do other oh, things. Well, yeah. I mean, also, he's an arrogant-ass prince, let's be honest, like, 
I said he's a better dad than Goku. That's not fucking raising the bar much. Like, I mean, this is a guy. He's accidentally blasted trunks into shit all the time. But he's also a guy who's like, oh, the the universe could be erased, but Bulma's gonna have a kid. I can't fight for it. I have to be there for the kid. Like, it's his priorities are vaguely in in the right area. Like, you would think he would fight anyways because he wants to protect the world for his new baby, but. Well, it's the duality of what they wanted from him. They wanted that ego gone, and they wanted him to focus on his family. So when he was, because he's like, all right, it's a fucking tournament, you know. I don't think he knew about the whole universe ending yet. Yeah, he didn't initially know about the universal destruction. And then when he did find out about it, like, Whis was just like, hey, Pop, you know, we'll skip this whole pregnancy thing. That's another problem Goku brought to their back into their world. A literal god of destruction that could end all of mankind... Because there was too much salt on his goddamn fries. And giving, you know, Whis's little time control power, I'm sure it's happened on multiple occasions. That's every time Beerus has that moment where he looks like he was mad, but then he has, like, restrained calm. I think Whis just reset the fucking timeline. (laughs) Yeah, but even, but, even then, like, Beerus will like has destroyed planets in the past, so I don't I don't feel like he would care if like they destroy maybe because they enjoy the Earth food for some reason. Well, that's it. Earth's only here because they're food. That's why I say we're one bad cuisine dish away from being destroyed. And Go- Goku literally well, brought that problem down after on Earth. the the tournament of power. Like they kind of state that Beerus is almost slightly scared of Goku because he thinks he could probably beat him now. He's like, okay, if Goku was to hit perfect Ultra Instinct, he's probably beating me. Like, it's it's not a guarantee. Like, he's like, I'll, it'd be a tough fight for him, but he's probably going to beat me. Uh, so I kind of he... liked Ultra... Do you know why I liked Ultra Instinct? Because it's one of the few times one of their forms was more based off actual martial arts theory like that whole uh essence of no body no mind kind of thing you know just react on an instinctual level attack and defend on instinct not without thinking it out yeah and, and they, i kind of liked and go on it, it leans more towards uh their base whereas like uh, the, someone's base strength like increasing your base is better than saying a power up because when you're going Super Saiyan or you're going Super Saiyan God, you're using energy. But if your base strength is just ridiculous, you don't have to use any excess strength to beat somebody. Say like a Jiren, oh, yeah. like the Angels, where they're just strong in their base. So Ultra Instinct is like that true, like strength. And they say that that's where it's going. Like, because in the manga, you know, they have the whole thing with like, uh, we tree training Moro Goku. and all that just got finished. Yeah, but like we just training Goku to be able to use Ultra Instinct in his base form, and so that's the whole state of like, uh, like his final form is just Goku in base. Uh, but... I, the one thing I am getting kind of tired of is, does Goku really have to like? Except for I, I take that back. They they have fixed that. Trunks got his shot in and stuff like that in the last one, but. It usually always goes with Goku gets the final hit. I like the fact that Jiren was a tie, by the way. I think that was a nice twist for the series because everything else was 
Yeah, I, you know, I, like I him like and Frieza pulled Jaren Vegeta off. Vegeta went and defeated uh, Topo, someone that even Goku couldn't defeat. Um, now, Ultra and Goku's defeating Topo like easy, but like it is nice seeing that. Uh, I also like that they're they're breaking up the path between Vegeta and Goku. Where they're not just following the same lines anymore. Like, yeah, forever it was just it Goku used to would be find the a answer form, to, and then the, the answer to every one of their problems used to be fusion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now, like it's, the, um, yeah. Uh, they each have their own. Like Vegeta's leaning more towards the God of Destruction power, whereas Goku is more towards the Angel. So it kind of fits their backstory. Was Goku was always more of the lighthearted, good spirited, whereas Vegeta had that dark know. past. They could give, they could give uh, Vegeta Hiffle. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> Prince of all hell. Like you know, it's fitting. But like, yeah, that's. I don't know. In the tournament of power, it was it, that one was. It wasn't that bad. Like I thought it was going to be pretty awful. I'll be honest. I. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a lot of. Um anime bullshit where like they have all these tough fights and you're like oh and how are they gonna they just keep pushing past their limits and it's like it's cool when anime does that but I also kind of like when say you do a tournament like that and your guys just come out and just one shot people it's like there is that one maybe two people that can compete but it's just it doesn't make sense always that these Main characters, like, like, they'll train, and then they'll come in, and they're like, oh, look how strong I am, and then they have a tough fight every single fight. And it's like, I kind of want to see My argument them... on that one has to be one thing. I get it, but Krillin goes out before TN, and I call bullshit. <laughs> no, Krillin kind of threw himself out. Like, it wasn't... And he I'm took, just saying, he I would rather have Majin Buu than TN. Yeah, he took out multiple people. Like I think Tien took out like one guy. Like Krillin took out See, multiple people, and like took out stronger people than Tien. Like honestly, I think instead of Tien, they should have taken Yamcha. Now follow me down this rabbit hole for a second. If they take Yamcha instead of Tien in the Terminator Power, that means that Vegeta could have taped Yamcha to his back so he doesn't have to worry about sneak attacks and go, go ahead, hit me with whatever you got. It'll fucking kill this guy. You know the rules. No killing. <laughs> I'm like, they literally could have taped weaker characters around him and just walked through there and pushed him off the edges. Just throwing it out there. Your universe is on the line. Maybe not trust it with two guys that are known to completely fuck up when... Uh, the universe is at stake. <laughs> then you have Master Roshi who just hacks everybody off. It's just Roshi like, was a beast, dude. It's like, like, evil wave, get off. Evil wave, get off. And it's like, why don't you do that to Jiren? Just wave, goodbye. Even like, like Goku, honestly, Goku knows that if like, they would have once again wave. kicked Tien to the curb and grabbed Dende, you know, a healer. He's still a fucking Namekian. It's got to count for being at least stronger than a human. His limbs will grow back. Plus, like, you know that army of, like, those two guys that were, like, an entire Namekian race there? 
They're going to have a hard time killing a Namekian child or Namekian teenager. teenager. But yeah, like, that would easily fill the TN slot right there to someone who could be like, all right, but what happened? Well, here's what the well, Iris said. Okay. Was... Instead of bringing back Frieza, okay, now because the Cell Saga is one of my favorite, why wouldn't you go get Cell, give him, like, a week pass or something, maybe like a rematch with Gohan or something, but then just feed him, like, Cells of everyone you fought prior and just superpower him up to, like, a god. Like, give him, like, Beerus Cells, and he's just, boom, he's god level. And now you have another god level fighter instantly. I get that. Of course, Cell, unlike Frieza, Frieza would, uh, Frieza, you have a tag there. Frieza gives a fuck if the, the universe is destroyed. Cell's already tried to kill himself, like, with Gohan. So, there's no guarantee he won't try to eradicate everything just out of revenge. Frieza, on the other hand, had a bargaining chip I can come back to life. That being said, I would be like, you're telling me Lord Beerus can't wake up goddamn Majin Buu? Be like, you take him out into space and you smack the shit out of that wob and chewing gum and wake him up. He's like, we won't be able to wake him up to six months. Blow him in half. That seems or, to work. Again, why don't you just take him anyways and just throw him in the middle and eventually someone's going to piss him off. They're going to wake him up. He's going to be twice as strong because he's going to wake up angry and he's going to go yeah. beat the shit out of people. I mean, I agree with that. You know, some type of Yamcha shield. Like, I'm just saying their team wasn't the greatest. What about that fucking Arlachan robot bullshit? Yeah, like, the, the reason why they had, like, they couldn't put Boo in there is because Boo could have literally just walked around and just chocolified everybody and just threw them off the edge. Because they're not dead, they're well, chocolate. yeah, but it would be nice to see how any of these other guys would do it. Plus, like, once again, universe at stake, everything like it. What does Goku do when Jiren shows mental weakness and is kneeling right next to the edge? He sits there and talks about this guy's problems, and then everybody's got to band together to try to bail him out instead of just kicking him off the fucking edge and calling it a day. Like, that's... <laughs> like, I'm sorry you got problems. We can talk about this after the match. Like, if you've ever played a sport before, you see other kids, and sometimes they do have emotional problems. But... You know, if you're near the end zone or, you know, as much as I had to say it, within the free throw area, fucking make the shot. Like, I don't give a fuck that this guy's having a bad day. Just kick him off the edge. <sighs> also, don't explain how your secret attack works. Just do it and kill the guy. Tell him after the guy's head's exploded and you're sure that it's done. That's my biggest, like, pet peeve of the anime and battle anime. It's like, the, the pause to explain... I'm about to do this technique, and it's like, uh, okay, thanks for telling me how to dodge it. Like, if you just did it, I would have had no idea, and I'd be dead, but thanks for letting me know. Yeah, or like, it's like, right, so, like, pizza guy in bleach, ice shade, this will only work once, ever, under any circumstances. Let me fucking waste it. Just tell you, like, just to stop and stare at your ass for a second. Which, I mean, I get it, Toshiro's, like, in the body of a teenage boy or whatever, and she's like, well, she's Halle Bell, and you remember how the animators drew that chick, but yeah, well, even, don't, even don't stop then, and explain it. It's in that, say, that Halle Bell fight, and he's like so worried about the whole um, 
ticking down of his Bankai, but then they just retcon it later, and it's like, oh, you thought that meant my Bankai would be over. Oh, this is when my Bankai truly starts. And they're like, well, why was he so worried about those pedals ticking? He's like, that's not even my final form. The only time I think that a lot of times the protagonist explaining what the fuck they did to the enemy, unless they do it in like, you know, when he's actually telling the enemy, it's like when Goku went Super Saiyan 3. He was buying fucking time. He knew he couldn't kill Majin Buu at his power level. Or, or I like, see, here's what because, Maybe like, because he wasn't supposed to. I don't is, know. Huh? I've watched Yu Hakusho, and this, he's probably my favorite character in Yu Hakusho. It's Karama. Karama just fucks people up and then explains what he just did. He just pulls yeah. out that rose up, cuts him in half, and is like, you see, like, you're an idiot. I can just use, you know, my spiritual energy to do this. Like, it's like, that makes more sense. Or it's like, the main character, like, Yusuke's like, well, I have my spirit gun, and he stands there, points the gun at somebody while they're falling at him and waits to shoot, like, they're not gonna just, like, dash to the side and dodge the gun. It's like... It's... I mean, some anime protagonists, like, uh, an old one, uh, I think, yeah, I think he's, uh, um, Rurouni Kenshin, I think I'm pronouncing that correct, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, Kenshin Himura, you know, the Batosai the Manslayer. He has a, a sword with the blade reversed so that it can't cut someone. But, yeah, in that one, he has a thousand attacks he uses. He doesn't fucking explain shit except for the ultimate attack, which pretty much just takes whatever you hit him with and he returns it back at you, like, tenfold. Similar to the, uh... Full counter, okay, got it. Ukitake, the white-haired captain from Bleach. The yeah. one that's eternally dying. <laughs> it, like, his return takes an attack and bounces it back. It's one of those type of deals. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the reasons I like Demon Slayer. Like, I feel like Tanjiro is very similar to that. He doesn't explain anything. He just does it. He thinks about it in his head, and he explains the audience. But he's not telling, you know, the enemy what he's doing. He thinks about it in his head, and it's like a monologue. Okay, this is what I think is going to work, and they do it. Like, admit, like so that makes more sense than, hey, I'm going to do this move and you're not going to be able to stop it because, you know, I'm awesome and you suck. Well, each... Or the, the, the trope of adults beating on kids in anime and you're like, okay, this two kid's like 10 years old. Why the hell are you whipping him across the room and shit? Like... You have no morals? Piccolo notwithstanding, because let's be honest, Gohan was a, was a damn alien. All right. <laughs> he was a strange monkey child that could turn into a Dude, giant Piccolo ape is a different, and destroy Piccolo cities. Is a different state, because Piccolo watched this kid almost one-shot a guy that he couldn't even scratch. Like, so yeah, Piccolo was like, I don't him. have to, you know, hold back, because I've seen this kid almost kill an enemy that me and his father couldn't kill. We couldn't even hit him, and he moved so fast and headbutted him like that. He Brad couldn't even react to it. Like he he just saw the power spike, looked over, and was hit by it. It was like what the hell just happened. So he like knew from then on out. But yeah, I think we've dragged on, ranted long enough. Um, thanks for stopping. Okay. Yeah, thanks for stopping by and recording this with me. Um, I'll get this out, maybe. Oh, I may enjoy or, talking with you. Yeah, may or may not be here next week. Might try to get another guest until Nicole's ready, but uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll uh, 
check back with you next week.